is up, everyone? I am Mike Wollert, and this is the Miked Up IDP podcast, where it's all about the IDP. We are talking individual defensive players. That means no diva quarterbacks or wide receivers. The running backs, they certainly don't matter. It is all about defensive tackles, the edge rushers, the big hitting linebackers, and ball hawking defensive backs. So we are in week four. Um, Week three, pretty uneventful for the most part, but here we are in week four and we have our Kind of our first experience with uh, with COVID nineteen. So uh, the Tennessee Titans have had quite a few players test positive, and so we will not have any Pittsburgh Steelers or Tennessee Titan players this week. So uh, get them out of your lineups. Um, at least in my leagues, we are treating Pittsburgh and, and Tennessee as the, as if though they're on by. So I don't think we're. Uh, getting any extra IR spots so yeah it's it's just bye weeks and scrambling to fill up the spots I know I'll probably just be I don't want to drop any of the guys and I think in some instances I'll just be starting guys around bye it's just going to be the way things go unfortunately so um, hopefully you guys uh, scramble to the wire pick up some guys to to replace them but yeah we're we're basically treating though Pittsburgh and Tennessee under bye um, and in some other news the uh, news on Daniel Danell Hunter. Um, he kind of disputed it. I don't know, but it sounds like he might be getting a second opinion on his herniated disc. Um, I think if you are in redraft leagues, have a short bench, probably time to move on. Um, I think if you're in a dynasty or if you have deeper rosters, you can still hold. But, um, you know, I think if you need to find an active guy or someone to replace him. I think in, in, in redraft shorter benches, I think you can move on. So, um, it stinks, but that's, you know, Hey, it's 2020. So, um, but that is kind of the, the quick update. And so we will turn to the Thursday night IDP review from the, uh, from the jets and the Broncos. So the jets and the Broncos, uh, thought, we were going to get a, an IDP battle or a defensive battle, but it actually turned out to be a, a shootout. 65 points scored, but um, some some guys did make their presence known. Uh, unfortunately, we were Greg good on Thursday. Um, Avery Williamson, uh, who played very well in week three and started playing pretty well week four. Well, on the Jets, you can't have that. Uh, in a season of tanking, you can't play well. Uh, so they turned to Alec Ogletree. Uh, Williamson just played 44% of the snaps while Ogletree had over 50%. So I, I don't really have an answer. There weren't really any injury news or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe Williamson just wasn't falling in line and hitting dirty because the Jets had six personal fouls and he just wasn't having it. So they decided, hey, we can't have good play. So Williamson just got benched. Don't have an answer. Um, Neville Hewitt, however, he played 100% of the snaps and um, he's the play caller and it looks like we may be embarking on kind of another inside linebacker rotation uh, for the Jets, but at the very least uh, Hewitt is probably the only IDP guy you may want to target. Uh, He was on 100% of the snaps. So um, stinks for Williamson. We'll kind of see what happens going forward. Uh, Marcus May, yeah, had an off night. 
uh, but I'm not panicking. Uh, after recording 25 tackles in his first three games, he had just three. It's just one of those nights that was she just wasn't around the ball much, didn't go near him. So um, it was just one of those nights. Um, and earlier in the day when I tweeted Marcus May was going to have two interceptions, boy, it, it autocorrected because I, I did say uh, Pierre Desir would have two interceptions. So, it you know, the, the, the darn autocorrect. Uh, but no, he's, you know, this year had a, a really good game, uh, but he's such an enigma. He can get picked on and give up big plays and then comes back and, and hands and gets two interceptions. One of them was really nice on a, a nice play on the on the sideline where he looked like a receiver dragging his feet. So, uh, but yeah, this year had, had two interceptions, but yeah, he did still continue to get picked on. So he's actually a pretty good cornerback streamer because he is going to get thrown at. Um, Josie Jewell showed out, um, certainly showed out and played very well uh you know he'll probably finish among the top five linebacker scoring uh thanks to his two sacks because that's exactly what we expected but against the jets um you know i think they're going to make everybody look like lawrence taylor so you know um overall though he had a, a really good game um he allowed just 22 yards on three catches and he didn't miss any tackles so you know coverage has always been kind of his his weak spot but limited a lot of damage and like i said only allowed only three catches on his six targets and just 22 yards and again i think the big thing was zero missed tackles uh aj johnson had uh you know took out almost took out sam darnold with with a suplex i think brock lesnar might have been proud of yeah i got a sack tucked the shoulder and suplexed him down onto his shoulder so but somehow probably just got a but darnold probably got a few shots and came out but Johnson, yeah, finished with six tackles and, and a sack. So that certainly saved his night. Um, and then Shelby Harris, uh, he was credited with a sack, but it did get changed to a half. So hopefully it doesn't kill you too much. But he got dinged up a few times throughout the game. So keep an eye on on his uh, injury status uh, next week. He'll he'll have some extra time to heal. But, uh, but that was it. You know, poor performance for Marcus and May, but I'm not panicking. Josie Jewell. AJ Johnson, 100% of the linebackers, and and Adrian Williamson just out. I, that's just, I, I I don't have an explanation. We'll kind of have to see what happens next week. Um, it'll you know maybe you bench him going forward and and just seeing maybe he'll play um, most of the snaps in in week five. But that is the uh, the Thursday review. So let's look ahead at the week four IDP rankings. So first up, we will look at, uh, as always, we'll look at the defensive line and the top 10 defensive linemen as we roll into week four. Um, number one, I've got Miles Garrett of uh, the Browns against the Dallas Cowboys. Two, Joey Bosa, uh, the Chargers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three, Aaron Donald against the New York Giants. Four, Carlos Dunlop against the Jacksonville Jaguars number five and kind of it, it's here we are 2020 you know it's like congratulations universe you win uh, Alden Smith uh, you know top five uh, against the Browns uh, number six Josh Allen against the Cincinnati Bengals number seven Brian Burns against the Arizona Cardinals number eight Cameron Jordan against the Detroit Lions Number nine, Jason Pierre-Paul against the Los Angeles Chargers. And rounding out the top 10, we have J.J. Watt 
against the Minnesota Vikings. So a look at some of the some of the guys that I that I matchups who's who's kind of standing out um, is Carlos Dunlop against the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Bengals defensive line in week three produced 17 quarterback pressures and Dunlop produced six. But uh, he's gotten off to a, a slow start from a pressure rate, just 6.7% in his first three weeks. But um, I like his matchup against the Jaguars. He should find the sledding pretty uh, favorable this week opposite Jawan Taylor. So uh, I definitely like Dunlop's uh, prospects this week. Jawan Taylor has been responsible for three sacks and 10 total quarterback pressures this season. So definitely someone who can be taken advantage. Dunlop continues to show quick hands, quick moves. He has, the, he still has the skill set to get to the quarterback. So Carlos Dunlop is, uh, is definitely a matchup that I'd like this week. And next, uh, we have Alden Smith, uh, against Jed Wills of the Browns. Um, I swear Alden Smith went to the quantum realm in 2015 he thought he was out of the league for five hours and now it's five years later and he's just dominating i i you know he's it's it's a good story um he's really battled back so he's just uh absolutely dominating dwayne brown just could not stop him um alden smith essentially had a hat trick three sacks uh, generated a 19.5% pressure rate, and on the year he's been around 14%. So he he is consistently getting to the quarterback, getting to the backfield. And this week he gets a rookie. Uh, Jed Wills has been pretty good, but he, he's a rookie. And, and as a Browns fan, I really like his, Wills' upside and what he's been able to do. But I think he's going to have some issues, uh, especially with just the way Alden Smith has been playing. So um, definitely fire a Smith up with really – uh, all confidence, I think. Josh Allen uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, yeah, I'm going back to the well with Josh Allen. You know, on Twitter last week, I I had a hot take. I called two sacks. Uh, I felt like I was Kramer guaranteeing two Paul O'Neill home runs to the sick kid in the hospital. Uh, well, he got the one. Uh, he almost had another, but you know, no autograph birthday card for me. But uh, but this week, he gets every pass rusher's dream, and that's a matchup with Bobby Hart. On the year, Allen is still producing a double-digit pressure rate, and, and Bobby Hart's been responsible for two sacks and 15 total quarterback pressures this week on Joe, Bur- uh, on Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow is, is is slithery. He can get he's, – he's mobile. He can get away, but um, Josh Allen is quick. He, he's got good moves, and uh, it certainly wouldn't surprise me to actually see Josh Allen have a multi-sack game uh, with his matchup this week against Bobby Hart. Um, my sleeper, who was someone who can kind of sneak into that top 20, top 15, uh, I'm going to go with Efidi Odenigbo um, of the Vikings and his matchup uh, with the, the Texans. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, I think he's drawing the tougher matchup on, on Laramie Tunsil. So, you know, Odenigbo is going to come in on pass rush snaps and sub packages, and, and he should match up on Titus Howard, who will be the, the more favorable matchup, I believe, uh, last week. Odenigbo near 17% pressure rate against the Titans. He's seeing significant snaps, so I think he's going to be able to get a stack this week opposite Howard. Howard is yielding a sack and, and 11 total quarterback pressure, so I do think uh, Odenigbo is one of those guys, top 25, top 20 upside. I think if you've lost a couple of guys from, from the Titans or from the Steelers, um, if Odenigbo is on your waiver wire, I think he's someone you can stream this week um, and get that sack upside. So I think that's my my top 10, and those are the guys I like at defensive line. So next up, 
we will look at the linebacker position. At number one, Bobby Wagner against the Miami Dolphins. And his matchup or his prospects certainly get a lot better with Jamal Adams out. Um, Number two, Darius Leonard against the Chicago Bears. Number three, Jalen Smith against the Cleveland Browns. Number four, Zach Cunningham against the Minnesota Vikings. Number five, Joe Schobert against the Cincinnati Bengals. Number six, Blake Martinez against the LA Rams. Number seven, Jordan Hicks against the Carolina Panthers. Number eight, Shaq Thompson against the Arizona Cardinals. Number nine, Devin White against the LA Chargers. Rounding at the top 10, we have Demario Davis against the Detroit Lions. And in looking at some of the linebackers, I know some some new names have kind of slid in, some, some names that have not been there, but let's take a look. Um, I do like Zach Cunningham's matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, Cunningham has been one of the top LB scores, linebacker scores in IDP this year, and that's going to continue this week um, against the Vikings. Through three weeks, uh, Cunningham is recording 0.31 points per snap and a 16.6% tackle rate. So wherever the ball is, you will find Zach Cunningham. Um, He's been uh, continuing on from his elite performance from from 2019 and just continues continuing on. Um, With the Vikings and the way they're running the ball with Dalvin Cook, opposing inside linebackers are averaging uh, almost 12 tackles a game, including eight solo. So I think just keep starting Cunningham. He's an LB1 weekly starter, um, and I think he's definitely a top five LB this week and really, really every week. He's an every week starter. Um, next up, I, I do like Jordan Hicks's matchup with the Panthers. Um, Hicks hasn't been the tackle machine this year that he was last season, uh, due in large part to Devondra Campbell. Campbell is playing the the Lou Filerman role, and and for people who aren't familiar, he's the kind of the the geeky office assistant that was always foiling Elaine in Seinfeld. Um, he's sidling in and taking more opportunities from somebody else, but uh, but I think this is a Hicks game. Um, inside linebackers are, are still recording tackles. Kazir had 11 tackles against this team in week three, and without Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis just kind of came in and got the carries, toted the rock. So, you know, Kazir White had a, a, a good game last week. Like I said, 11 tackles against this team in week three. So inside linebackers are averaging nearly 17 tackles a game. So I think this is a good a good get-right game for Jordan Hicks. So if you're a Jordan Hicks owner, I think I think you can start him uh, with confidence this week. Next up, uh, like I said, rounding out that top 10, I do like Demario Davis's matchup with the Lions. It doesn't seem like a good matchup, but it kind of is. Um, you know, Davis is, is recorded more than six tackles in each of his first three games. Um, although his tackle rate is is below his career rate, he's still producing fantasy points. He's producing a, a pretty solid clip at, uh, at 0.22 fantasy points per snap and a, kind of that outside linebacker left, right. Um, you know, outside linebackers are averaging nearly 10 tackles a game against the Lions. So I think it's a good number. Um, and I think Davis is, is in a good spot. So I think Davis should continue that streak of, of tackle production. Um, I think he's got 10 tackle upside. So that's one of the reasons why I have him within my top 10 this week. A sleeper. Um, I do like BJ Goodson um, against the Cowboys. Um, I think Mac Wilson sees more than six snaps, but 
you know, Wilson is still kind of being eased in. I think this is going to be a Goodson game. You know, Goodson is the is the three down backer calling the plays. And with Ezekiel Elliott's usage um, in the run and in the pass, you know, that always puts linebackers in prime position to to grab tackles against the Cowboys. And Dallas is allowing 22 tackles a game to the linebacker position. So I like Goodson as, as a linebacker three. Um, and he's kind of one of those sleeper sleeper guys that could kind of sneak into the top 25, top 20. Now, I'm not saying start him over Bobby Wagner or anything like that. But if he's your on your bench as a, and you need him as a third linebacker, I think he's a, a really good option this week. So those are the top 10 linebackers and a few of the linebackers in their matchups I like. So next up, we are going to look at the defensive back position. With defensive backs, we have a little bit of a shakeup just because um, Jamal Adams was ruled out. So kind of bumped everybody up. Um, so I've got a, at least in my opinion, I've got a pretty surprising number one. Um, number one, I have Jeremy Chin against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, number two, I've got Jonathan Abram against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, number three, and unfortunately he played last night and did not have a top three producing uh, night. Uh, three, though, very significant with the number of tackles he had, but certainly not where he will finish in the rankings this week. But number three, I did have Marcus May uh, against the Broncos. Obviously, that's not going to pan out. We already know that. Uh, but number four, I've got Jordan Poyer against the Raiders. Number five, I've got Landon Collins against the Baltimore Ravens. Number six, Von Bell against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number seven, I've got John Johnson against the New York Giants. Number eight, I've got Antoine Winfield Jr. against the Los Angeles Chargers. Number nine, Josh Jones against the Bengals. And rounding out the top 10, uh, one of my calls, I guess, last week, uh, going with him again. Number 10, I have Tracy Walker. So a few of the matchups I like at the defensive back position. Um, Jeremy Chin, yeah, is my number one guy. Um, You know, I like Chin coming into the season. Uh, but he's been that unwatched gem that I've been told about um, that I finally watched. Been like that, you know that that unwatched gem, uh, like high score. I know I'm gonna like it because it's about video games. But boy, I really didn't know how much I liked it until I actually started in on the series, and that's how Jeremy Chin has been for me. You know, he's on the field and I'm watching him, and he is he is what um, what we're expecting. Uh, he's appearing. He's appeared in 100% of the defensive snaps. Uh, producing an elite 13% tackle rate. Not playing as much outside linebackers we thought, but playing up in the box. 35% of his total defensive snaps are up in the box. 30% have been in the slot, so he's been that versatile safety. Um, not playing deep, playing fewer than 25% of his snaps deep. Uh, so he's in positions to make tackles. And he's cut down on the misses, which is really good to see, um, especially from a rookie. He missed four tackles in week one and has just one miss since that week. So he's really cut down on the misses and is making really good, um, uh, really good fundamental tackles. Um, Arizona is allowing the third most points to the defensive back position and are allowing 15 tackles a game to the safety position. So uh, Jeremy Chin is in a really good spot this week. So if you have him, fire him up. Uh, Next up, I've got Antoine Winfield, um, the safety against the Chargers. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, Winfield has been one of the few rookies that has been able to hit the field and just 
hit the ground running like he's uh, a vet. Uh, inane football instincts just always seems to know where the ball is going. Um, and, and Winfield, like fellow rookie uh, chin, he's been on the field for 100% of the snaps, producing an 11.3% tackle rate. And um, if he continues his, his slot role, he's going to be on Keenan Allen for most of the day. So with uh, with the targets that Keenan Allen gets, Antoine Winfield should be in position to um, to make some tackles this week. So I definitely like Antoine Winfield. Next, uh, we have Jordan Poyer. Uh, the Bills versus the Raiders. Jordan Poyer, you know, he's like Turk from Scrubs. You know he does what he does when he does when he does it. And look up that quote, and basically to translate, Poyer just continues to produce. Um, he's recorded 26 tackles, producing a 13.1% tackle rate and 0.26 points per snap. So just a steady producer. Uh, 15% of his snaps being played up on the line of scrimmage, either in the box or the slot. And it actually wouldn't surprise me to see him cover uh, Hunter Renfro this week with uh, Tredavious White probably covering um, Darren Waller. Uh, that's kind of how I see things going. Um, but uh, but the Raiders are allowing 16 tackles a game to the safety position and the seventh most points uh, per game to the defensive back position. So Jordan Poyer definitely in a spot to produce. Uh, my sleeper um, really has yet to wake up. Um, uh, I, I'm kind of hoping he wakes up this week against the Eagles, and that's. In, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this name right. That's at least how I've heard it pronounced. Jaquaski Tart, uh, 49ers against the Eagles. The Eagles are allowing nearly 19 tackles a game to the safety position. Um, they have no receivers this week. I think Tart plays up, and I think he might be. Uh, Covering guys like Zach Ertz, I think he's going to help out with Zach Ertz. I think he's going to help out with Miles Sanders. And, and Tart's been playing up uh, 54% of the time near the line of scrimmage. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. But I think he could be that sneaky de- uh, defensive back streamer who, who lands maybe within the top 30, top 25. Now, don't sit him. Don't sit anyone in the top 20 or top 10 or top 15 for him. So if you've got plenty of options, but... Again, with uh, with COVID and knocking out the Steelers and the Titans and even Jamal Adams being out, if you need a streamer um, and, and your waiver wire is a little bit thin, uh, I think Jaquaski Chart could be one of those uh, sneaky sleepers. So uh, that is those those are the rankings. Those are the matchups I like. Uh, so that takes care of Week Four, uh, the IDP rankings. So next up, we're going to take a look at the cornerback streamers for week four. So for week four, I have uh, four cornerback streamer suggestions. Um, In my opinion, some pretty good ones. Uh, The first one, we have Isaiah Oliver of the Atlanta Falcons up against the Packers, um, potentially Devontae Adams. Um, Even if Devontae Adams doesn't play, I I still think uh, uh, Oliver is a good streamer option this week. Uh, Ford, been the third most targeted cornerback uh, who have more than 140 coverage snaps this season. Um, if he does match up on Adams, he draws more targets than Bob Ross draws happy trees. So bottom line, Oliver is going to be targeted. And like I said, even if Adams is, it, it doesn't play, I, I still think Oliver is going to draw his targets. Um, Oliver has consecutive weeks of double-digit fantasy points, uh, which has resulted in 12 tackles and four, defensive, four defended passes over that span. 
Uh, the Green Bay offense, uh, thanks to Aaron Rodgers' pass happiness, uh, that offense is allowing 14 solo tackles a game to opposing quarterbacks. So Isaiah Oliver certainly in play this week. Uh, Holton Hill, uh, the Vikings against the Texans, and potentially Will Fuller. Looks like Will Fuller is practicing, so it looks like he is um, going to play. Um, Hill has, has also been targeted. He's been thrown at 20 times this season, and that has resulted in 21 tackles, including 19 solos and two defended passes. So um, he's tossed in a sack, but that's really not what he's known for. But uh, um, he, he's just getting targeted and making the tackles. And uh, opposing cornerbacks have picked off Deshaun Watson in three straight games, so Hill certainly has some interception upside this week. Uh, the Texans offense is allowing 12 solo tackles a game and two defended passes a game to the cornerback position. So um, Holton Hill is certainly in play. Uh, James Bradbury of the Giants against the Rams and Robert Woods. Uh, Bradbury has uh, two or more defended passes in each of his first three games. Um, he's been targeted six or more times in that span also, so he's getting thrown at. Um, and although he's got 12 tackles, he's making a play on the ball 59% of the time he's thrown at. So, and that has led to nine defended passes and an interception. So Robert Woods uh, certainly drawing targets from Jared Goff. Uh, I definitely like James Bradbury, certainly in play this week as another streamer. And lastly, we have Shaquille Griffin of the Seahawks uh, versus the Dolphins, and he should be matching up on Devontae Parker. Uh, Shaquille Griffin uh, is the second most targeted cornerback this season and is coming off a game where he was picked on. Uh, He was picked on 12 times last week. Um, He's averaging nearly a tackle per target, and he's recorded 21 tackles this season. Uh, including a six to one solo to assist ratio. So he's definitely getting more solos than assists. So um, definitely in play. Um, and I do think he stays busy again this week with his coverage on Defonte Parker. So uh, those are the cornerback streamers. And that is a look at the week four IDP landscape. And just, uh, I guess this is a public service announcement, uh, just judging from my Twitter timeline. Um, you know, we're in the, the fall season, the Halloween season, and I, I just want to state for the record, candy corn is trash and deserves to be treated as such. I can't believe people actually enjoy it and eat it. Hot take, I, I don't care. Uh, candy corn is just all sorts of bad. And please don't feed your kids candy corn. Uh, please just don't. Um, so give them Reese's Pumpkins. Those are really good. Just a slight step below the Reese's eggs at Easter time and really all of the Reese's holiday shapes, whether it's the eggs, the pumpkins, or the trees are all very good. Candy corn is not. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So that is week four. Uh, Again, you can find all my work at 4 for 4. Check out the IDP rankings. I'll be updating those throughout the weekend. Remember, take out Steelers and Titans players from your lineups. If you still need to make waiver wire moves, check out all of my articles from previous weeks. They're all there. Um, Also, while you're at 4 for 4, make sure to check out George Criticos' Week 4 Rundown. Uh, John Paulson has your rankings covered as well as some sneaky starts. Uh, Jen Eakins, she loves her tight ends. And if you need help at the position, she's got your streaming options for week four. If you are playing DFS this week, be sure to check out 
TJ Hernandez's uh, cash game GPP article for DraftKings and FanDuel. So want to make some quick bucks, check out those articles. And also, quick tip, be sure to enter your opponent's lineup uh, if you can into a DraftKings or FanDuel lineup because if your opponent's lineup goes off and you lose, hey, you know what? At least you can tell your opponent, hey, you know what? I made some money off your lineup, so it isn't all too bad. So again, that is week four, a mic'd up. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, tuning in, downloading, subscribing, the reviews. It's all been very humbling, and I do appreciate everybody's uh, comments, everybody's uh, support on the pod. So, again, thank you for listening. That is week four. Stay classy, IDP Nation. We will see you next week. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.